This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Dukes and Bell, it is Michael Jordan Day. Isn't every day Michael Jordan Day, Carl? It's, it should be, but today, 2-3-2-3. Two, three, two, three. Get it? 2-3-23. And, and, Mike, coming up, we're going to talk about this because I do think we have lost perspective on how great Michael Jordan was. You're going to say, well, I haven't. You saw him play. You guys know how long it's been since he retired? 21 years? There's a generation, Mike, that has grown up that didn't see Jordan. They know about Jordans. They know his influence, maybe maybe in the fashion world, but they didn't see him play. The last dance probably brought a lot of folks into that uh, into that world. And I, it's funny because some of the things which we took for granted in Generation Wussy seems anachronistic. The toughness, the, uh, the practice habits, the 24-7 full-tilt boogie life that he led. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and the irony of, of the last dance, it actually, I think, played out bigger for ESPN because they weren't going to release that during the pandemic. That was that was in the can. And then the pandemic happened, and they were like, we, we're sitting on these 10 episodes. <laughs> Let's go. And everybody was curious. At least sports fans were curious. And I think it, it got some French fans as well. We'll talk more about it. Uh, I'll play some of my favorite Michael Jordan commercials for you guys along the way because there are a ton. And that's a whole other element. Like, I think we forget how he dominated the advertising right. world while he was playing, and he still does to a certain degree, but it's not what it once was. All right, Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hawks in action tonight. Steve Coonan's on the way a little bit later on this hour. Hawks CEO, one of the things we've been asking you guys today is why did our star get disrespected? That's all it is. Guys, it's simple. It's plain and simple. He's averaging 28 a game and 9 or 10 assists a game. The numbers say he's an all-star, but he doesn't get in. He doesn't even, you know, get in as a reserve. So, Mike, it makes you wonder what, what's going on. And we've been talking about this today, and there are a lot of guys who are saying, listen, this is, this is easy. Trey doesn't resonate. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's been a two-time All-Star already. He's already been a two-time All-Star. Mike said it earlier. When you get in this, this position of being a perennial All-Star, usually it just kind of happens. You become a brand name, Mike, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, yeah, he'll be in the game. It's not the case. So why not? What's going on? We're going to talk about that along the way. And – uh, reports, Mike, Lakers, Suns, Mavericks have become the favorites to potentially land Kyrie Ooh. Irving. Now, again, uh, I'm just curious, do the Nets want to stay viable this year or are they looking for, are they looking for picks? Because the Lakers, I just don't know how you make all that. We, that was some of the rumors that started off this year. Remember Durant initially, we had guys saying, wow, maybe we could get Trey or not Trey, but we get Durant working with Trey. We didn't know what we'd have to give up. We always saw John Collins and everything else. But uh, remember Durant before they made all those uh, concessions up in Brooklyn to get him to come back this year. Meanwhile, we'll keep you an eye on that. And, of course, we also got to talk about the uh, the shot to the Jimmy last night that nobody thought was cool in that Cavs game. No doubt. 
More to get to on a big Friday show. It's Dukes and Bell. Let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with, with the dogs. The Dog Report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, we were talking about this yesterday, and Mike just told me it has become official. Now, I don't know how dog or not dog, but Alabama fans feel about this, but apparently they've got their new coordinator, Mike, and you're saying the deal is done? Yeah, it looks like a done deal for Tommy Reese. Pete Thamel had it about 18 minutes ago, covers college football. Sources telling him Notre Dame OC Tommy Reese has accepted mm. the offer from Nick Saban to be the new OC down there in Tuscaloosa. Why wouldn't you, right? Look at the history of all the offensive coordinators that have gone there, how their careers have gone another level, or in some cases revitalized their careers. And I'm Tommy Reese, I think this was a no-brainer. And it has a lot more to do with where I'm going next than just being at Alabama and being the coordinator. But, all right, so, Mike, they got their guy. He's off the board. We still don't know about Todd Munkin, and everybody just keeps saying, you know, well, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. I don't know if Todd Munkin is leaving again, but now that this is done, I do feel a little bit better because Mm -hmm. Alabama got their guy, and now we're not necessarily competing with the guy that we may be interested in if Munkin decides to leave. Uh, Kirby will have, you know, a wide open uh, uh, candidates candidacy as far as guys that are interested or, or maybe he wants to bring into Georgia if Munkin leaves. Right. Tommy Reese still a bit of a lightning rod, certainly polarizing amongst a lot of Alabama fans who thought Saban could do better. He was uh, flirting with Miami a year ago. He also did bring Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. Now, Sam uh, transferred to Notre Dame. And the best I can now, again, it's a lot of Byzantine rules when it comes to this, but the best I could make out of this, the only way Sam Hartman could transfer to Alabama is he have to sit out a year. Okay, because so he's already been correct. in the portal. Yeah, so he's already been in the portal two weeks. So unless I'm reading this wrong, I don't. Anybody thinking they could immediately zoom him down to Tuscaloosa? I don't think that's viable. All right, uh, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, does this give Georgia a leg up? Do you? I, I would think, Mike, if Munkin stays, it gives. Well, them, sec- right? second interview with Baltimore a little scary though, isn't it? And then we get back mm. to Mike. <gasps> Bobo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Kyle Lowry. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Mike Bobo. Yeah, I, I, I know you're – are you against it? I, you know what, I, maybe I'm, I'm looking back at it because you and I, if you missed the show yesterday, we kind of went back and looked at what are some of the moments that has people so hot and bothered one way or the other. And there were moments. The 2012, the final six or ten seconds of that, was that on Mark Rick? Was that on Bobo? Just yeah. does not try to spike and get a play design to beat Alabama, and that would have been Rick's national championship. Um, individual games. His first year as an OC, the, the awful game plan against Tennessee with the team with Matthew Stafford and O'Shawn. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I've always felt he ran when he should have passed and vice versa. But that's, you know, but you could probably say that about any any team you're following week in, week out, right? Let me ask you this, because that time period, we're talking about when Bobo was the offensive coordinator. Were we more critical because of the failures of the team with Bobo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think if you, just for argument's sake, if Bobo was, maybe they've got another idea, another option. But if Bobo did get the gig, if Munkin goes to the NFL, because Munkin, I believe, wants to be an NFL head coach again, is you've got more pieces, more resources, and just more weapons than he ever had on the Mark Richter years. Even the Sean Moreno team, even the A.J. Green, even all those guys, they got more stuff on this team. Think about the tight ends. Think about the running back. I mean, just more weapons, you know. Wide receivers that got transferred to come in. They've got so many pieces. I think that's the one difference on that team. And then you could argue that the offensive line is ten times better than anything that they rolled out in those Mark Rick years. My point on this with Bobo is looking back. But how would he use all those weapons? I'm with you. I I, I think, listen, (laughs) 
it's a great situation to be in for any coordinator to just step into the shoes of, of being a Georgia now with, with everything that's going on. But I think, Mike, looking back, I also think we were all critical, more critical, because they kept coming up short. They weren't winning like we thought they should, and we were all looking for the scapegoat. And what is it? We're not scoring enough. Right. We, don't, we, don't, we don't score a touchdown when we need to. We call bad plays. It becomes the narrative. And I kind of think – and listen, I'm not defending Bobo. Mike Bobo, I think, is a really good coordinator. I really do. I mean, again, Connor Riley pointed out, when he left, Georgia's averaging 40 a game. Now the standard is, is more than that. But the fact is you had a really good offense. It just wasn't good enough to beat Alabama. But I think that's kind of where we were, Mike. It was this, this vicious cycle of, oh, why are the dogs losing? And it was always he was the reason why, when in fact that really wasn't the case. Well, you could go back, and again, I think the one year, and I think we always seem to, don't we always kind of circle back to 2012? Yeah. That was the year they lose to Alabama, and then they go on to, uh, you know, Alabama beat Notre Dame, and the Irish you know, would have been smoked by Georgia too. The year that Grantham is the D.C., that's the year in the SEC championship. I remember I was at the game with Johnny and the guys. They couldn't stop the run. Yeah. It was, and Alabama was running it, and Georgia had no answer for the run. And it was like, what are you doing? And that was, remember, that's why Todd Grantham is a guy that's moved around a lot. And people get very upset talking about some of the things he did as well. By the way, Grantham is back in the NFL. Yeah, he's going to be a, a defensive assistant with the Saints as they've got to restructure now since we've got their new D.C. Yeah, it's probably a good move for him. It really is. Uh, If you're just joining us, Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator, as it has become official, uh, he's going to join Alabama and Nick Saban's staff. Now, doesn't Saban, I'm looking at both, he doesn't have to replace his D.C. too? Has he already done that? Pete Golden left, right? He he has not replaced him. Okay, because that that was the other job. I I hadn't heard anything. but So he's got his O.C. mic. Now he's got to go find a D.C. Right. And we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I just, I, I worry about, you, you got a good thing on the tracks, and you just don't want to have to, for George, as you say, keep my keep your hands off my monkin. We'll see where it goes. But uh, it is going to be Tommy Reese for Alabama, which has a number of Bama fans feeling that's the best saving could do. Wow. All right, when we come back, do you really appreciate what he did? Uh, we wanted to hit this, and, and listen, it's been a lot of hoops today because there's a lot of hoop news. Mike Conti just walked in here. We were talking about the uh, idea of uh, Kyrie being traded for with the Hawks. And as I said to you guys, I'll never say never. I'll just tell you it's unlikely. Um, The teams that are going to do this will be potential contenders. And they're okay with the idea. If you're just joining us, Kyrie has demanded a trade in in Brooklyn. They're going to be okay, Mike, with the idea of him walking (laughs) at the end of the season. Win a championship or not. That's what these teams are going to be willing to do. I am not willing to do that with where we currently are right now, and you're going to give up current players, future picks, and it's going to completely decimate. And you're going to say, we're not that good right now anyway. Whatever this plan is supposed to be, that's over. But again, guys, uh, there is no guarantee. Let's be honest. Tremendous basketball talent. Kyrie Irving is an incredible flake. We just talked about Arian Foster last hour. He is an incredibly flaky individual, and I'm sorry if that's unpolitically, if it's not correct or whatever. This is what it is. You know, too much controversy, too much stuff. The anti-Semitic uh, link to the movie, which was nonsense, and again, shame on him for that, being dumb enough to throw that out there. Being a martyr for not getting vaccinated and all that crap that went down last year and hurting his team. You know, this guy, I mean, it's amazing. The, the, you literally had the tail wagging the dog on this one. And the Nets said, and you read the, you have it on your Twitter today, Sham Sharani had the, some of the details, I suppose, that said, there are going to be doing a new contract. There's going to be some stipulations. And there's going to be things in there. You have to check, check, check. And I need these concessions from you. And that's apparently what got him sideways. Yeah. Um, they offered a deal that just was very... 
um, in his in his camp's opinion, very one sided. I think part of this is availability. He's not been available over the last three years a whole lot for them, and he took you know Mike an unsanctioned mm. vacation for two weeks. Right. There's a lot there, man. When you start saying, "Can I count on you?" But that's what we were talking about, and it's part of our conversation. But today's Michael Jordan Day. All right, two, three, two, three, twenty twenty three, and um. <laughs> I don't know if we appreciate. I know we do, Mike, because we watched him and we saw him, and and I was fortunate enough early in my career to cover him. I just don't know if we appreciate how great he was. And you said the last dance may have helped some of the folks in this generation, but I said, you guys realize how long it's been since he retired? A lot of people didn't see Jordan play. It's almost like when we talk about Babe Ruth and you go, man, I saw that, that one time he hit four home runs in a game, and then the next night he hit four more, and you go, I didn't see it. It's like when we talk about Jordan's myth, right? Like, he was so good, he inspired people. I mean, the song itself, I Want to Be Like Mike, there's never been a song I want to be like anybody. (laughs) And the other thing is, especially for our younger listeners, and you got to put this in the the context of this time, there was, for many years, there were no African Americans as endorsers. O.J. Simpson was the only guy. It was Hertz. Remember the old lady? Run, O.J., run. And then years went by, and even though, you know, Dr. J, you, I mean, specifically for Converse or basketball-related products, and it wasn't until Michael Jordan that the door was completely busted wide open, right. where it was, this guy had such mass appeal, as, you know, as Richard Pryor said in Winning Time, you crossed over into the white world, you know, it, but it was global, and Michael was that guy because he was so kinetic. It's a great point, Mike. Um, this is just how big he was, and, and, and I want you to understand when Allen Iverson got into the league and he came into the league, Allen Iverson was a phenomenon within his own right. You fast forward through his career and you get to his Hall of Fame speech. And Allen Iverson was talking about the first time he was on the floor with Michael Jordan. These are guys who are as good or equal at the time when you're playing Michael Jordan. And you go out on the court, all these guys have huge egos. Listen to what AI said in his Hall of Fame speech. At this podium, if it wasn't for this guy, he gave me the vision, man. And, um... You know, you want to be fast like Isaiah, and you want to shoot like Bird, you know, rebound like Barkley, pass like Magic, be dominant like Shaq. But, man, I wanted to be like Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I remember the first time I played against him. And... um I, w- I walked out on the court and I, I looked at him and for the first time in my life, a human being didn't look real to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if y'all watch the Chappelle show, but he, he talked about a certain incident where he seen somebody seeing Rick James. And <laughs> like, I literally seen his aura. Like, like he, it looked like he was, it looked like he was glowing. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, man, that's Mike. And I'm looking at him. I can't stop looking at him. Like, I'm looking at his shoes. And I'm like, man, he got on the Jordans. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was, it was Mike. It was my idol. It was my hero. It's that's great. awesome. That, and it's so great to hear a guy like Iverson talking like a little kid like he was in that moment. That's great. But, but, but Mike, I looked down and he had the Jordans on. <laughs> I love it. Because in your mind, you don't realize he's in the league. He's the best player in the league. He's the most dominant advertiser in the world. He's got his own shoe line. And other guys, other great players are wearing right. his shoes. And you're like, 
Wow, he really does wear the shoes. I mean, that is amazing. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Turtle, you got you got something else in there for me? Give me a Jordan highlight, man. Coming at you. Michael Jordan. Yeah, no deal now. Stolen by Jordan from Hardaway. Picked him. Bluffs one at the line. They leave him open. Oh, oh the Bulls are up. Oh, baby. He left jock straps all over the hardwood down. Yeah, I just, Mike, and and again, it's not about the records and all that stuff. Just what a phenomenon he was. And and as big a star as you can think about today, this was without social media. This was without him being on Twitter. This was without him being on Insta or Facebook or any other social media, Snapchat. Pick pick them. That didn't exist. And he was the biggest star. And and the thing is, as we talk about this, because it's Michael Jordan Day, you know, 2-3-23, 23-23, we were just talking about his impact. And if you say, well, we understand his impact, I'm wondering, do your kids, do your mm-hmm. kids really understand the impact? Like, to Mike's point about the advertising, right. it went to a whole nother level. And guys, Air Jordans, by the way, to this day, are still top billing. They still sell. You have people selling Air Jordans, depending on what number it is and the condition, on auctions, Mike, for thousands of dollars. It's crazy. It's created a phenomenon within its own right, only because of the guy and the way he played. Right. Oh, he did it. Oh, Michael shakes the finger, but he finally got his dunk on Mount Matumbo. Oh, he dunked on Matumbo finally. Not, not in my house. Yeah. That was, I mean, the, coming here to Atlanta, playing at the Georgia Dome as they were completing, uh, completing Phillip, what was then Phillips Arena, and, and, and until, until what, just a few weeks ago when the Spurs had a full house at the Alamo Dome. That was the largest ever basketball game in, uh, in North America in NBA history. And Jordan, the power of Jordan at his peak, I, I watched probably two or three episodes of The Last Dance like three times because it's just it's such a time capsule, mm. such a badass. And again, there's also, you lose three of the best years of his career because, and we still don't even know what happened. You know, did Commissioner Stern say you got to cool down the gambling? Was his head completely gone? And I think you and I can relate because we lost our dads. I, I, I call it my lost year of like 93 to 94. He let his father was murdered. And it kind of had an effect on him. And he went and tried to play baseball. And, and that was its own unique kind of wild situation, wasn't it? Yeah. Only to come back wearing number 45, which was surreal in its own right. It was. You know, and almost, almost pulled it off. Magic got there that year. And then, of course, the next three years, he goes right back to the championship. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, and, again, we don't do this all the time. But it's th- his day. It's his day. It doesn't fall like this, right? The 2-3, two, 2-3 three, two, three doesn't fall this way. 404-741-0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You guys can hit us up as well. Uh, find Mike at Mike Bell ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes and this radio show. It's Dukes and Bell mm-hmm. 929. You can hit us up. Um, Matthew says, my first favorite memory of MJ uh, and then I did the same thing in a game after I scored several baskets in a row was him hitting the three-pointers in the finals against the Blazers, Clyde Drexler, and he hits and he shrugs, right? He shrugs right. To, to over to Magic Johnson. Right. Guys, guys were not shooting threes like Steph Curry back then. So to see Michael Jordan hit right. five or seven threes in a game, you're like, this is bananas. And he didn't even know what was going on. He's like, I, I'm just hot. Well, I mean, dunking on Ewing at the Garden, the three, you know, the free throw oh. with the eyes closed. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's why. Look, and it's nothing against LeBron. I think LeBron is the greatest player of his generation, but it is the ultimate apples to oranges. I will not get into the zero sum debate, which I already did today on Twitch with a listener. Yeah, I'm a Jordan guy, but LeBron, you can appreciate the uniqueness of LeBron because his situation was its own. You know, mythology was built in. It's Dukes and Bell, guys. Coming up, Steve Coonan. 
Um, CEO of our Atlanta Hawks. I do think Trey was snubbed, but why? Why did he not get in on the All-Star team? We're going to ask Steve Kuhn and his opinions of that. They've got a game tonight against the Jazz as this road trip continues, and we're going to ask him about when we're getting an All-Star game. We've been wondering, Mike, are we finally hmm. going to get one here in Atlanta? I don't know. All right, we'll talk to Steve <laughs> Kuhn coming up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're going to talk to Steve in just a second. We're getting a big man on the horn. The breaking news today, actually, it was last night. Carl and I were texting back and forth with Bo Morgan, Squid Billy, our producer, while waiting on Puffy K, was that Trey gets snubbed for the All-Star game. Uh, third in the league in assists, top 12 in scoring, just a tick below Kyrie Irving, ironically. We're just talking about Kyrie, who wants out of Brooklyn. Yeah. I, Mike, I, I was just saying this to Bo. You know, I hope he does play, not just tonight, but for the rest of the season, that it, I don't know what sparks Trey. I don't, Mike. I don't know if it's when he came into the league, it was he's too small, he can't score, he can't do all these things, right. and he balled out. And then he, everybody's like, okay, we were wrong. But I don't know now what sparks him to go, you know what, I'm ready to prove to everybody that not only am I an all-star, or maybe it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. To me, it is. I think it would be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Steve Coonan has to say. Hawk CEO joining us on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for inquiring. I... So I've been saying this today, and I want to get your take on it. I felt like our star was disrespected. This is where I'm at, right? Because for me, it's about representing our city in the All-Star game. If anybody was going to go, a guy averaging 28 and 10 assists doesn't get in. And it just seems like he was disrespected to me. Do you feel that way? A hundred percent. I mean, you look at who got in. You look at what he's done. You look at um, what he's done 
even in his short career, where I think he's seventh already in points and assists combined. Um, it, it's sad. It's stunning. There's not an appeal process. There's three components. The fans are one. The um, media is one, and the coaches are one. And unfortunately, when you don't get the fan vote, um, it's hard to come back with the other two pieces. You know, um, and we said it, Steve, you know, back in the, you know, the two years ago, which seemed, you know, such a magical time, what he did in New York, and, and then the sort of the vibe that he is the new Reggie Miller or whatever, however he gets, you know, be the guy in the black hat. And that's fine. But those guys go to the All-Star game. You know, to, to us, we were saying the bar got so raised, you know, two years ago in the spring that you are now feeling there's not enough of those superstar moments that we're seeing from Luca, that you're seeing from Dame Lillard, that you're seeing from DeJounte. It's, it's just not popping like it did. Does that have any bearing on him not being an all-star? I don't know. But, you know, I, I think if you look at Trey's best games this year, they weren't as high as scoring games. You know, you look at the Phoenix game, I think he had 20 and 12. Um, he's playing a different game even though he's having similar results. He's moving the ball. He's passing. He's involving more teammates. You know, just a big piece of this, remember, it's also global voting. And where Trey's now the number seven jersey in the world for the NBA. Um, it, it's disappointing. It's a little bit disheartening. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting. Five years ago, when Trey went up to All-Star Weekend in Charlotte, if you remember his rookie year, the first part of the year, he struggled. He, he really yep. did. Yeah. He went up to Charlotte, and he was with those All-Stars, and he said something clicked. And when he came home, he played a different game and had incredible results. And I think he finished second for rookie of the year that year. Um, I'm hoping that he can use this chip to really propel us in the second half of the season. But I'm sad that he has to use the chip to propel us to the second half of the season because he's a deserving all-star. I don't know. Um, you, you, I think if you looked at Twitter last night, there was a whole lot of blind stats. This player has 19 and 7. This player has 28 and 10. You know, which one's the all-star? It's a little bit more than that. And I do think that, um, unfortunately, that his um, – his vote didn't come in through the popular vote, which he won last year. Steve Cooner, so. yeah, great, great point. Steve Cooner, our guest, Hawks CEO. Uh, while we're speaking about the All Star Game, are we still attempting? Which we're boycotting, by the way. <laughs> are we still <laughs> attempting to get our game here in Atlanta? What What is the outlook on that, Steve? What do you think the realistic? Possibility? Are we still talking three, four, five years from now, potentially? Before I mean, we... the, the year that we're targeting is twenty-seven. Okay, um, and a couple of reasons: number one, twenty-five college football championship in Atlanta, twenty-six World Cup, which will be amazing in Atlanta, and we like twenty-seven because our project with our sister company, CIM Centennial Yards, should be you know virtually complete. And I think one of the things you do with an all-star game is you show off your city and you show off our, your building, and we'll have the perfect platform in 27 to do both. So I'm still very optimistic. I know that uh, this team certainly at times looks like they can turn the corner. They looked uh, fantastic against Phoenix. We had a five-game win streak. Then we had some losses that really kind of left you scratching your head. Uh, I, I think for nothing else, it looks great that uh, there is some good vibes in the locker room. You had a nice, happy family team photo the other night when Trey made another milestone. 
You know, I, I clipped this for today's show. I think it's the first article I've ever clipped to talk about. May I read to yes, our listeners? Please do. Yes. The Hawks are having the most symmetrical balance season imaginable. They are 26 and 26, including 17 and 17 against the East and 9 and 9 against the West. They've won 13 games at home and 13 games on the road. They've scored 6,057 points and have allowed 6,057 points. At eighth place in the East, there are seven teams with a better record and seven teams with a worse record. So, what does that say? Could be the definition of mediocrity. I was going to say inconsistency. <laughs> We're not going to go with yours. <laughs> Yeah, However, <laughs> in doing homework, I have done more than just this one. Okay. The last two seasons, we have had a worse record at this date. Mm. I think you're going to see a team that moves forward. I think we will evaluate the team at the end of the season, and I think the best is yet to come. Are we wildly entertaining? Absolutely. Are we a fun watch? Yes. Are we a maddening at times? On occasion. But I think this team is just coming together. And, again, we talked about injuries and health. When we're healthy, we're, we're the toughest out in the league. We can play with anybody. So we just have to get some luck in the health department. Um, what we did in Phoenix was terrific. Tonight, I think it's a key game because we have a back-to-back tonight and tomorrow night. Utah tonight, then going into Denver, is not going to be an easy task. So I, I'm anticipating and hoping for a, a maximum effort, a healthy roster, and, and a really good game tonight. Steve, uh, Mike and I have not had a chance to really dive into what happened last night with Utah, um, uh, or Cleveland it was, should I say, in, in Memphis. And um, it was one of those plays, and I'm sure you've seen it by now, right, with, with Donovan Mitchell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just dirty, you know, and, and – for, for Dylan, who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, to, to do something like that, it just reminded me. It was like a Lambeer play. You know, that's what it felt it like. It was beyond jive. Right? Yeah, right. you know, I'm on the ground, and then I'm just going to, oh, I'm going to fall back and then swing and hit your balls. I mean, that's it's mm. just it was out of pocket. And, you know, I'm just curious about the league. And when you do stuff like that, I think there should be a harsher punishment for stuff like that than a hard foul that's just part of basketball. I haven't seen a punishment yet. Has one come out? No, not yet. No. So, it, to me, it reminded me of LeBron and um, Draymond Green in the finals. When, oh, uh, yeah. That's right. When, when Draymond confused um, yep. a punching bag with somebody's um, private. Right. And so, I, I will refrain from, you know, judging the punishment till there is one. Um, I think Donovan was was certainly punished that that has to be you know incredibly difficult and you could see the anger um that that was happening and you know you don't want to see that i mean you don't want to see players going out you don't want to see benches emptying you know i mike don't comment um but, well, I mean, but, sometimes a guy deserves a beating, you know. Sometimes there we go. Sometimes a guy just deserves to get up. I knew right. nut punches would bring out the best in you. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, you know, like my old man said, you you try to avoid it, but sometimes a guy is just asking for it, Steve. But it is our man. Well, Steve. I don't think anybody was asking for it, but I no. do. I think it's part of our game. Right. Um, and you know, hopefully that. Um, we should see something coming down, you know, fairly shortly. But there's there certainly, it's it's not the way, you know. 
we want our game to be played and we don't want kids seeing that. And, you know, this is, we are competitors on the floor, but we're partners and to, to have players, you know, hurting other players, even short term, not a great look. Um, I know many of our listeners are wondering, Deucey Bell, y'all not asking Steve about uh, Kyrie. Well, he can't comment on players that are under contract with other teams, so I just want to put that out there. But I will ask you. What would you want me to say? Well, you know, they want to know whether or not we are even interested. Why would we be interested in in a guy like that? Well, I mean, let's. Let's not talk about that. Let's okay. just take a look. Let's take a look at the um, contract, which expires after the season. Correct. Right? He walks. You got nothing. You could give half the team and get nothing back. Period. He walks. What Mike? What Mike said. Yeah. Not what Steve said. Right. What Mike said. Well, and that's you important because we're not trying to pay your fine. But that's why you know, um, and and Steve or any other executive on any other team at this point, you're not going to be hearing from them saying, yes, we're willing to give up a first, a second, and, and three of our guys for a Kyrie Irving because they cannot comment. But you've been saying this, and I just want to clarify, you feel like we'll be active at the trade deadline February 9th? I think we'll be smart at the trade deadline. I mean, we're, we're looking at a ton of things. I think there will be a lot of activity, but we're not going to go make trades for the sake of making trades, and certainly not for the Twitter sphere. Okay. Um, right. That said, you know, I think we would like to have an advantage of over, you know, what we have today, and I think we'd like to constantly improve our team, and that's what we're going to look to do. And I don't know how it manifests itself yet. It really hasn't he- heated up. I mean, no. it's still a what's today the third, so we're six days away. So. Next week will be a pretty intense week, and when I'm with you, good Lord willing, next Friday, we should have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I know there were a lot of rumors about, you know, the John Collins thing is almost like that's in perpetuity, and then uh, right. that seemed to cool off, and uh, and then, you know, there's a feeling that uh, your your boss does not want to get into luxury tax, so maybe Bogey would be on the move. Tony is not scared of paying the luxury tax, but you have to have a good reason to pay the luxury tax, Okay. You have to have. You have to make sure that you're making your team substantively better. It's a punitive tax for just that purpose. So, right. I can assure you, Tony has no problem going into the tax, but it's got to be for the right thing. Okay. Steve, always good to talk with you. A lot of stuff going on in the NBA. I'm with you. I hope this sparks. Trey, uh, not only tonight, but the rest of the season. And it is unfortunate that maybe this is something that will bother him. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he just comes out and starts playing better can, you know, and, and gets the recognition oh. he deserves. But I think he should have been on this team. I agree. And let's not ever forget it's a team game. Yes, it is. And so we need everyone to be healthy, pulling in the right direction, moving the ball. And when we move the ball and we avoid turnovers, really good things happen. And what I'm pleased with, if you notice our shooting, our three-point shooting has really been on the rise the last 15 games. And so, um, again, we play a 82-game season, not a 52-game season. So let's see what happens. But I, I do. Um, I have a autographed Trey Young jersey, hanging, all-star jersey, hanging in my office at work. And I sure as heck wish I would have had another one this year. And yeah. I just don't think it's right. I'm with you. Well, we're talking about legacy, too. We got, we'll talk about it next week, too, and see how things go, because there's still a chance you could make it as an alternate. And it'd be funny if they come to Trey and he goes, pound sand, which I might do if I was in Trey's shoes, to be honest with you. Nah, I think you'd go. Eh. 
I think you would. Fool me unless once. you had unless you had something else to do. Unless you and Ike were going for a walk. <laughs> well then he wouldn't go. Yeah. That walk would have to be in St. Bart's <laughs> to miss the All Star game, right? Then, then, then he wouldn't go. Yeah. Steve Cooney, be... great job, man. All right. <laughs> Everybody be well. We appreciate you. Yeah, we gotta run. That's right. a Hawk CEO. Uh, listen, it's just not the same. I, I don't wanna say that I wouldn't go, Mike, but injury happens or if there's a replacement player. It's not the same as you recognizing me, and I've been right. saying this all day, and respecting what I do and how good I am and what I mean to my team and saying you're an all-star. It's like, who's that Ravens quarterback getting to go to the Pro Bowl after like six games? Oh, Hundley. yeah. Hundley. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's Tyler Hundley. Ridiculous. All right, guys, we got more to dive into, uh, including the Falcon Report. All right, I'm going to give you the one, two, three, four, five, six guys we've got to make a decision on. Our staff has been out at the East-West Shrine game. Senior Bowl wrapping up. The game's tomorrow. You'll hear Chuck Smith coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. But what are these guys going to do? We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.